Amen. How y'all doing? Good. 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 Y'all good? Can I get whoop whoop? Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, if y'all know me, I'm Walt. Tonight I'm gonna be talking about being an unashamed soldier of Christ. Yeah. You know, tonight, you know, we realize that you know we're worshipers. You know, we're made in God's image. We're made to worship. But tonight, I'm here to tell y'all that just as much as we're made to worship, we're also called to be soldiers. Amen. It's not called the Great Commission for any reason. Let's go. All right. So uh, in ROTC, raise your hand if you know what ROTC is. Okay. All right. So for my people who don't know what ROTC is. Uh, it's this military program that they do on campus. You see people in uniforms marching around, carrying rucksacks, <laughs> yelling super loud at 6 a.m. for no reason. Um, and it's this program where after four years of going through uh, instruction and coursework, you're, you're an officer in the military, you know, Army, Air Force, Navy, whatever branch it is. You're, you're an officer. You're a fully-fledged officer. And so uh, tonight, as disciples, as Christ followers, we're commissioned. We're commissioned by Jesus Christ. So just as much as in ROTC, like once we graduate, we commission into the military. We get our commissioning. But just as much as in ROTC, we're commissioned as Christ followers, we're commissioned as well. Amen. And that commission is the Great Commission. There's a mission inside the Great Commission. And being officers in God's army, we live in a dark world needing the light and the salt that we can bring. We're at war with a real enemy that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Mm, Amen. So I want to encourage you tonight that we are worshipers, but we're also warriors. And warriors can be an archaic term. You may have seen it in the Bible. Like, you know, they talk about warriors in the Old Testament. But instead, I'm going to use soldier tonight. So whenever you hear soldiers, like, just think that we're warriors, okay? So every one of us is a worshiper, but we are also soldiers. And you may not even thought of yourself a soldier. Like, you never thought, like, oh, there ain't no way I'm a soldier. You know, I'm just, I'm just doing me. I'm just living my best life. But as a Christ follower, we're soldiers. Yeah. And tonight I'm going to let you know of a final battle that's coming. It's inevitable. So if you have your Bibles, your Bible app, uh, you know, whatever you have, turn with me to Revelation 19, 11 through 20. Mm. Mm. Amen. And when you get there, just say a quick little amen. <laughs> amen. Is it? Revelation 19, 11 through 20. It's the last book of the Bible. Revelation 19, 11 through 20. Amen. 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 <laughs> Praise the Lord. BTO. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm good. all right so revelation 19 11 through 20 says i saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice he judges and wages war his eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns he has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. Mm. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. Mm. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. Mm. He will rule them with an iron scepter. 
he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, come, gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty of horses and their riders and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. Mm. But the beast was captured and with it, the false prophet who had performed the signs on his behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshiped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Mm. It's pretty powerful. A lot of vocabulary, a lot going on there, but I'll break it down to you simple. There's a battle coming where we as Christ followers, as his disciples, we are going to be falling behind the king of kings, the Lord of lords, mm. to fight Satan and the devil. It's coming. And so the question is, how do we fight and prepare for this battle that's coming? So raise your hand if you're familiar with the armor of God. It's okay if you're not. All right, cool. Turn with me to Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Yes, sir. This is how we fight and prepare for the battle that's coming. It's okay if you got to use your table of contents. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Amen. Amen. There you go. You got to say amen. 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 Okay. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. How do we find prepare for the battle that's coming? It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm, amen. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So the question is, how many of you are equipped with the arm of God right now? It's okay. I forget to put it on sometimes as well. But newsflash, back in the day, the people that put on the armor and equip themselves are going to war. Mm, mm. You will get crazy looks if you are fully capable to fight, fully capable of putting on this whole armor of God that the word talks about and decided I'm not going to war. Dang. Dang. If you forgot or don't know what cause we're fighting for, it is the salvation of this lost world mm -hmm. we live yeah. under the banner and authority of the almighty King Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord of Lords. 
Alpha and Omega, conqueror of both death and the grave, the author and perfecter of our faith. I am that I am. Jehovah Jireh, the beginning and the end. War is not fought by babies, but rather it's fought by soldiers. And that's why we as Christ followers, we must strive to grow. Because we're going to fight. <laughs> War is not fought by babies. That's real. It's fought by soldiers. Yeah. And so we cannot remain spiritually babies. We have to continue to grow. Yeah. Continue to stay in the yeah. word. Continue to put on the armor of God. Yeah. Continue to seek his face. Spend time in his presence. And continue to grow in relationship with who, we, with who he is. Yeah. Every angel in heaven is a worshiper. But you better believe every angel is rallying behind our Lord and Savior to fight the enemy. Mm. And we want to be right there. So the sin that you're struggling with in secret is a spirit from the dark pits of hell. And I pray that we would take up arms, equip ourselves, and actively fight rather than continually roll over to the symptoms of the fleshly part of our bodies. We must fight to defend this temple that the Lord Jesus resides in. Yeah, wow. right. That yeah. the enemy seeks to defile with the worldly temptations. Yeah. We must fight to defend. Yeah. But how do we do that? We have to communicate. Do we live right now to go fight against the enemy, against the dark powers and our fleshly nature? Not just yet. I got y'all. Yeah. As soldiers are able to perform because of the orders they are given mm. from a higher authority, it works the same for us. Mm, yeah. And if the whole soldier idea, soldier analogy is going over your heads, let me break this down for you. So do any of y'all have close friends that you don't talk to? Of course not, no. Type friends you never say a word to, or how about a close friend you talk to, but never listen to what they have to say. They're always available for you, but you're never available for them. Mm. Of course, nobody has a relationship. They're close, you're close. All right, let's flip the script. Flip the script. You've been tight with this person since the womb. Like, y'all go back. Elementary, middle school, high school, college. Like, y'all go back to the beginning. And then all of a sudden, you hit this person up to hang out, grab lunch with them, and they make time for you. But when they do make time for you, they never listen. Mm. However, but when they want to share something with you, you're all ears to them. You're, you're ready to hear, listen to what they have to say. It's the same case with Jesus. If we claim to be tight with God, you have to have communication. Yeah, and that goes both so ways. Yeah. And I'll be honest, that's how my relationship used to be. I would always go to God and be like, hey, yo, check this list off. You know, I got my laundry. I need you to take care of it for me. But then when Jesus has something to say, like, all right, I'm good. Mm. You know, take care. Facts. But it's communication. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then the question is, what does communication look like mm-hmm. as a Christ follower? Mm. It's a daily, a continuous life of prayer yeah. where we not only talk, but we also have to listen. Yeah. John 10, 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. Mm-hmm. I know them and they follow me. Wow. Yeah. And one thing I want to talk about is our citizenship. As Christ followers... Our salvation is secure. There's nothing that we can do, will do, or have done to alter that. And because our salvation is secure, we possess citizenship 
to heaven. Mm-hmm. But what does that even mean? I don't think we even realize what it means. I know I forget sometimes. Yeah. As citizens, citizens of heaven, we know where we're going. Yeah. We know what's at the end of the road for us. And we have eternal hope and peace in our destination. So the question is, what we do until that destination is crucial to the war effort. Mm. So will we sit idle, go with the motions, go through a life on cruise control, mm. or will we buckle up and say yes to God? Mm. Dang. Forsaking all, I trust him. Mm. That's faith. Again, forsaking all, I trust him. That's what faith stands for. Mm. Will we forsake worrying about what our friends think, what people will say about us, our worldly reputation, our clout, <laughs> or will we choose to forsake everything and trust Jesus? Yeah, that's good. To live by what Jesus thinks of us, what Jesus says about, says about us, and the reputation that we have with Jesus. Mm. It's real talk. It's words for me, y'all. And I'm preaching and challenging myself being up here. Facts. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm-hmm. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Yeah. Max Lucado said, don't equate the presence of God with a good mood or a pleasant temperament. God is near whether you're happy or you're not. Yeah, that's so good. God lives in us. We are God's temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple mm-hmm. and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? So he carries, those, he carries us through those valleys that we have in our life. Through those valleys of depression, lust, pornography, worry, anxiety, fear, uncertainty. And he also helps us climb those mountains of obstacles we have in our life. Because guess what? He is faithful to accomplish every good work that he has set out for us. Lamentations 3, 21 through 25 says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Mm. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. Mm. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, and therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope hope is in him, mm. to the one who seeks him. Yeah. Deuteronomy 31.8 says the Lord himself goes before you yeah. and he will be with you. Mm-hmm. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid yeah. and do not be discouraged. Yeah. Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Yeah. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight the importance of you being here tonight. Hebrews 10, 23, 10, 23 to 25 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Yeah. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another mm-hmm. yeah. on towards love yeah. and good deeds. That's Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, mm, yeah. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah. 
Your community is your headquarters. It's where you go to be spurred on, to be encouraged, to be lifted up, to spur others on, to encourage others, and also lift others up. That's why it's also important for us to stay connected, to keep returning here. Because when you're isolated, it's easy to become discouraged and lose sight of why you come here. Yeah. The devil wants to isolate you. Yeah. But when you come back to your headquarters as a soldier, when you come back to your headquarters, that's when you come to rest, to recuperate, yeah. to reconnect, yeah, so to reprioritize where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing, receive new orders. Mm. And so that's the importance mm. of why you're here. If you never realize that, that's why you're here. It's a community. Yeah. This is your headquarters, and this is where you come to recuperate and to rejuvenate. Mm. Let, us un- let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess because we know that the day is coming. We know the rapture will happen. And if you missed the memo, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven mm. with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm-hmm. So what's the point in all this? What's... Why are, why are, what's the point of this message? What am I trying to get at? Time is running out. Yeah. Time is running out. How are you making the most of the one chance that you have to have the most impact for the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. How are you making the most of this life, the one chance that you have, this life, to have the most impact? the gospel mm. we're not promised tomorrow yeah so how are we going to make the most of the life that we have people say yolo you only live once you're right you only live once <laughs> that's the truth of the matter so the question is how are we going to use this one life that we have to yeah. have the most impact yeah we're not guaranteed tomorrow so when it's all said and done what have you done how have you used your life to have an impact for eternity yeah who have you talked to how have you been praying? Mm. How have you been seeking his yeah. face? Yeah. Because when it's all said and done, there's nothing else that you can do. You're going to have to give an account for what you've done here on earth. I want to put up this uh, quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, thank you, Skylar, for pronouncing his name earlier because uh, I sure wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> See if that works. Praise the Lord. So yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, your life as a Christian, as a Christ follower, should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. What you're doing now here on this earth, in this one life that you have, should make non-believers, people who don't believe in God, your friends you know, your family, those folks that you know don't know Christ, your life as a Christ follower, the actions that you make, the decisions that you take, the conversations that you have, it should make them question their disbelief in Jesus Christ. So as you leave this place tonight, I want you to think about your life. 
Think about your actions and think about your decisions. Because being a Christian is very intentional. Being a Christ follower is a very intentional choice. It's not something that you just make lightheartedly. It's very intentional. So when you look at this quote and think about your life when you leave here as a soldier of Christ, as a commissioned soldier of Christ in this war that we're fighting against the dark powers, against principalities, against the enemy that is Satan, when you put on the full armor of God mm. and battle against temptation, against the struggles, against the sin, and you're fighting day in and day out, think about how your life should make non-believers mm-hmm. question their disbelief in God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Question their disbelief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Mm. So good. Wow. I want to invite the worship team back up. So tonight, I'll be honest with y'all, from my place, it's a walk. Day in and day out, it's a walk. But we have to aspire to be so sold out, to be unashamed. Crying out, Romans 1.16, that the one time or even multiple times that people have to encounter you, there is no doubt in their mind when people see you, when people encounter you, that you believe in Christ. That Jesus Christ changed your life. And that Jesus also wants to change theirs. Just as much as he's changed your life, or he's impacted you, or brought you from some place, or he's working with you, he's bringing you from a place. You know, it's a process. But just as much as he's doing that for you, he wants to do that for someone else. Someone else doesn't know that. Someone else doesn't know about Jesus' love. And he wants to do that for them. And so if you don't take anything from what I said tonight, I want you to keep that quote on your heart and mind. And know that you're a commissioned soldier of Christ. As you continue to receive instruction, continue to seek Jesus' face, you're a commission. There's a mission in the Great Commission. And we're soldiers of Christ. And we have a purpose. We have a purpose in that mission to do our part in saving this generation with the power of the gospel. Yeah. And if you believe what I said today, if, if it rang with you, I want you to repeat after me Romans 1.16, okay? For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, and then to the Gentile. Amen? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for commissioning us. Thank you so much for your strength and your power. I pray that we would realize tonight that we are in a war, that we are in a spiritual war. We may not see it with our eyes. We may not hear it with our ears. We may not feel it. But Lord, help us to recognize that we are in a spiritual war. That's why we have temptation, and we sin, and we mess up, we fall short. 
because we're in a war. It's a fight. And in order to win this fight, we have to put on the whole armor of God. We have to stand firm in you. And Lord, I also pray that tonight we would realize it's not completely on us to win this fight on our own. But that we would lean into who you are. That we would lean into your strength. That we would lean into your victory. You conquered both death and the grave so that we can live today. And so Lord Jesus, I just pray that we would realize this in our lives. That depression, that pornography, that lust, anxiety, uncertainty in our lives. We don't know what's going on in our future. We can trust in you, Jesus. We can have faith. Forsaking forsaking all. I trust him. I trust Jesus. We trust you. We trust Jesus. So Lord, I pray this over every heart and every mind tonight. That you would be lifted up, Jesus, in all of our lives. That our life as Christ followers would make non-believers question their disbelief in who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen.